You know what my wife has been doing recently, John? Yeah, you gotta prepare yourself to explain, you know, because you're gonna be married soon. You might have a wife mm-hmm. after you get married, so you gotta be ready for this kind of thing. My wife has been watching all the Seinfelds on, I assume, on Netflix. It's not clear to me that the Seinfeld holds up now, but she'll, you know, she starts watching a thing, she's going to fucking finish it. So I just, every night, bow, 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 that thing, that's happening. Yeah, I remember that. I'm just warning you, you might experience that when you become married, when you become a married. She should watch Duckman. You guys should both watch Duckman. Duckman holds up. And I'm I, dis- I consider I'm it part disagreeing. of the... I consider it part of the greater Seinfeld Part universe. of the extended Seinfeld yeah. universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a duck, what Duckman is. What's Duckman? Is that, that's not the same as Howard the Duck. No, Howard the Duck is, a, is a, like a Marvel Comics character. A du- mm. Duckman was a irascible duck uh, and a detective uh, oh. slash like, uh, you know, like lascivious sex pest. Uh, I mean, a lot of these are things by, I like. I, voiced by Jason Alexander. I like a, I like, I like a, I like a mystery. It's so anything a, with a detective. It's a, it's it, a Klosky Chupo joint. That's I don't know what those are. You know Klosky Chupo. They they Do did I? they did Rugrats. I didn't see Rugrats. I it's, know Rugrats is a thing. I never watched. It. Rugrats to me is like it's in that zone. Of, I was a little bit too old to watch the cartoon, and I don't know if it was good or not. Maybe it was good, maybe it wasn't. Daria. I don't know. Daria. Anyway. You're listening to Being Jim Davis. Um, This one doesn't have a tagline. It's just a comma. My name is Christopher Winner, and I'm Jim Davis. I'd like to hear you pronounce the comma. Okay. I, I, I... I, but it's too actually, late now. No, no, no wait, wait. That is Jonathan Jonathan a good Gibson, one. And I'm oh, Jim okay. Davis. My name is Christopher Winner, and I'm Jim Davis. Chris, it's Wednesday, March 28th, 1984, and today we're reading the 2110th ever Garfield strip. Sure. What happens in today's Garfield? A rare palindrome. Jonathan, in today's strip, something has happened to Garfield's blankie. Blanket. Mm-hmm. Blankie. Okay. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Nice. Thank you for listening. There's really nothing else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Panel one this is a classic opening. Um, we see John Arbuckle, and we see Garfield's bed, and presumably Garfield is inside, like, cupboard wagon style. Um, we can't see any Garfield, but we presume he's in there. He's always in there when it looks like this. Why would we believe otherwise? Mm-hmm. And John, who presumes the same as we do, John says, Rise and shine, Garfield. That's a panel one name drop, my friends. Uh, I don't know if today's episode is going well. Maybe we should start over. You want to go back to Garfield one? Just have a clean slate? No. No, no, Let's no. Let's just go I, back I, to Garfield. Panel I, one. I'd rather get through it than have it be good. We see two characters. One is human, one is a cat. <laughs> the human says, Hey there, my name is Johnny Popcorn, and I'm a cartoonist. This is my cat, Franklin Delano Katzevelt. Oh, my God. Instantly a better comic. 
right. All right. So in the second panel, John uh, lifts up the blanket like mm-hmm. like like it's hard, like it's like it's a it's a hard shell in the shape mm-hmm. of Garfield, and he he lifts it up, and there's nothing underneath. Meanwhile, Franklin Delano Katzevelt pounces on Mallard Fillmore, grabs him by the neck, and just shakes, just shakes. It's a, it's a fight to the death between Mallard Fillmore and Franklin Delano Katzevelt. Mm-hmm. I like my version of this better. It's fine. It's great. Yeah, he lifts it up, and there's nothing in there. There's just an empty void in there. He's mm-hmm. like, Garfield? It's unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, we thought there would be a Garfield in there. There's not a Garfield. Yeah. Um, final panel. John Arbuckle is clunking the the bed. The frame of the bed is nowhere to be seen. But he's got the blankie, which is holding its shape as if it's been like paper mache or something. And he's tap, tap, tapping it on the countertop, but it goes clunk, clunk instead of tappity, tappity. Meanwhile, Garfield comes up behind John from the right, and John doesn't see him. Garfield's there. Garfield thinks, time to wash my blankie? What say? I don't hate the what say, if I'm being honest. Time to wash my blankie? What say? Yeah, that's definitely the strongest part. It's it's the the rhythm and the diction sounds like it's Bertie Wooster saying that. <laughs> yeah. The only thing better would be what ho. What ho is God. I wish people would say what ho these days. Why don't they do that, John? I'll I'll I'll, I'll try to say it more. I, I I apologize. See that you do. Okay. Well, uh... You've had a good time listening to this episode of Being Jim Davis, but now you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sucks to be you. You can rate and review us. Uh huh. Listeners are probably wishing, they're just wishing that we're you know about to open the Being Jim Davis mailbag. You can't make us. You can't make us, listeners. We won't. We won't do it if we don't want to. Yeah, who's to say we got an email? Well, we did. No, we did. We got, we, Jonathan, you know, sometimes people email us thinking that we are Jim Davis. I don't know why they think that. Most of the email that we get, isn't it? Just just because the URL is (laughs) beingjimdavis.com. We should have checked if jimdavis.com was taken. Usually the people emailing us. Then we'd get more emails. Yeah, usually when people email us thinking we're Jim Davis, they just want an autographed picture of Jim Davis or Garfield or something. Yeah. Person emailing us today is uh, Sakshi Saluja from DK, a London-based publishing house. We are a part of the Penguin Random House group. John, we punked Penguin Random House. Nice. This woman is, she's, she's, Working on a book, and uh, they're working on a book in, entitled "My Book of Cats and Kittens." It's a fun, fun and informative book. It's perfect for inquisitive, cat-loving children. It's not recommended for dumb, cat-hating children. One oh. presumes. Uh, blah blah blah. Colorful photos, furtastic facts, and bite-sized information. Blah blah blah. 
blah, blah, blah. To illustrate the text on Garfield, we would like to use any of the images mentioned below. And then she has some links to some Garfield images. Let's just check out what this is. It's got some. And then she asks for permission to use these stock photos of Garfield. I clicked the link, and they're all basically the same image, honestly. It's, this is one where he's got a, a boater, a straw hat, and a cane, and he's dancing with a bow tie. It's not standard Garfield. Well, uh, blah, blah, blah. Please agree. We look forward to hearing you. This is the senior picture researcher at DK Books. Yeah. A division of Penguin Random House. I feel like we've we're done with this. Should probably say yes. Yeah, we fooled Penguin fucking Random House. (laughs) Do we just? Do they just? They're just gonna like mail us some cash, right? I think so. I think we. How much money do you think we should ask for? Uh, a billion dollars. I think that's a fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A billion dollars. It is. I uh, also got an email. We got one from Adam Catscratch here, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. John, Adam Catscratch sent us this email while recording the podcast <laughs> with us last week. I'm pretty nice. sure. Uh, it's a forwarded of a message he had sent to a friend of the show, Fred DeWeese. Um, subject line, once you RoboCop, you can't RoboStop. Or, don't stop the cop. Uh, Adam Catscratch writes, Dear Fred DeWeese. DeWiss. He writes, Dear Fred DeWiss. That's not how you spell. Anyway. Dear Fred DeWiss. Don't you dare ruin this for me. I've waited my entire life for a decent RoboCop novelization slash audiobook. And now that it's arrived... I don't know what I'll do if I don't find out how it ends. I certainly won't watch the movie if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I've tasted the nectar of heaven, and now all other earthly delights are bland, delights are bland and papery by comparison. I can honestly say that since its inception, I haven't missed a single episode of this insipid and masturbatory <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anyway, I hope you're doing well. Best, Adam Cat Scratch. P.S. Hello, future cat scratch. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's a good email. It's a good. I mean, it makes you like. Do we need to be? Do we need to re renew the RoboCop corner? Like Ryan Pfeiffer sent us a fucking RoboCop corner here. It's week eighteen. Oh yeah, of course we do. Did we stop? I wanted to stop. Do you want to read this one? I'll read it. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna put it. Put it in the Listeners, chat. Listeners, just skip ahead. And then we're going to put like some vamp Corner. music. Previously, Murphy and Lewis trail the bank robbers to an abandoned mill. Minute 18. Murphy and Lewis exit the vehicle and carefully approach the van. The burned money is scattered about. Lewis sees nothing of interest inside the abandoned vehicle, so she leads Murphy into the mill. He takes some stone stairs upward and tells Lewis to stay in touch as she starts to climb a metal ladder. Murphy enters a door, pistol ready, quickly making his way further into the well-lit facility. We cut to Lewis, entering through another door with graffiti on it. She carefully makes her way forward, before pointing her gun over a railing and looking down to the floor below. 
we see an area with some chairs and a couch where someone had recently been watching TV. Lewis walks a bit further as she chews her gum. She hears some whistling and makes her way to the sound, sneaking around a large piece of machinery. She sees one of the henchmen around the corner peeing against the side of a tank. She watches, readying her weapon and blowing a bubble with her gum until it pops. The man's stream of urine stops. She points her gun at him and tells him to freeze. He glances towards her without turning around. She approaches the man, calmly ordering him to show his hands. He starts to turn around. Okay, that's all for minute 18. I noticed last week, I guess I must have said something about a reverse pedal in the car that probably wasn't an accurate description of what was happening. <laughs> Apologies. I don't know how to drive. Oh, well. Ryan. Do you think Ryan Pfeiffer really doesn't know how to drive? That's a fascinating. I take Ryan at his word. Not everyone, yeah, I don't know. Not everyone has to drive a car. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I think sometimes Ryan Pfeiffer says false statements. Well, I mean, I mean he is a man in the cat and the left hand man uh, the right hand man. Uh, Thank you and good night. A lot of people don't, don't like driving. I don't know. I didn't say, he didn't say, I don't like to drive. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, but, uh, alright, thank you, good night. Love you. Love you. Make me stop. Uh, no, you're the only one that can make you stop. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.